Stand by for action. Greenville, I am calling battle station. Anything can happen in the next half hour. Welcome to episode 411 of the Paranoid School Rock Show. My name's Armitage and today, today being the 6th of December future and non-war rock radio listeners, has been more stressful than I can tell you, but I will. week's show today was my trip to the dentist to fix my teeth well they're out of sight back molar that i could live with being broken but not the cavernous gap front and right that my time slot was too short to fix and christmas is coming so it'll be the new year before we can get around to permanently fixing that and it's going to cost you an absolute fortune because we've gone private and don't deal with nhs patients anymore not relishing the prospect of a continued semi-toothless grin for another six weeks, I, and to be fair with dentists, cobbled together a set of false teeth. Um, I hate the words false teeth, as they make you sound like you're in your 90s and a grandparent. I think he was suitably impressed and somewhat surprised uh, at what I brought in. Anyway, they work, even if they look nothing like ones they're temporarily replacing. Anyway, uh, here comes the really stressful part. Dentist appointment, 7 o'clock. One Direction O2 tickets go on sale an hour earlier. Obviously, in the eyes of my daughter, tickets for One Direction trump absolutely anything else. And the fact that, as past experiences have told me, I could be held in a queue for over half an hour, meaning I'd miss my dentist appointment, that was irrelevant. If tickets couldn't be secured, a short life wouldn't be worth living. Oh, and it's VIP tickets that are required. It's Jake Starr and the delicious fullness and, by the grace of mod, from Taste Good.
Facebook's new real name policy. Uh, if you're not sure what that entails, it seems you can only use the name you were born with or what Facebook deem you should be using in the real world. First I knew about it was uh, last Saturday morning when I got a friend request from former Howley Mad bassist Katie Glitz. A new profile had Katie accidentally unfriended me. Nope. The aforementioned Facebook real name policy. And on Sunday, suddenly Ginger Wildheart was David Walls. Now, as you know, my real name is an Armitage. It's Phil, well, Philip with one L. But I started using Armitage, actually it was Armitage Shanks with an X, in 1986 when trying to form a band. I wanted to differentiate between Phil Smith's son, brother, uncle, and Armitage Shanks, the world's greatest guitarist. Open brackets, well, almost close brackets. Well, that's what the posters I had printed said. Uh, there actually was a time when only my folks called me Phil. Uh, to everyone else, I was either Arm or Armitage. I'd drop the shanks as I wanted to uh, only have the one name, like Pele or Lemmy. Time moved on, and it turned out I wasn't going to be the greatest guitarist or even bassist, but the name stuck. It's what I use here. Close friends still call me Arm. Some don't even realise Arm isn't my real name. I answer to both. But what I call myself, my choice. I'm not trying to defraud or make out I'm someone who I'm not. Facebook, really? Get over yourself. This is David Walls and Courtney Harrison and Honor. <laughs> 
Shell Rocks have a brand new album out called Generation Tranquilized. I was sure the band split up after the release of City Rats and Alley Cats in 2001. Turns out I was miles out. In fact, the street punk band did it seem semi-split in 2008, but not before releasing four more albums with original vocalist Martin Cedargren. Better I pronounce that wrong, but you know me by now. Leaving and now returning. Uh, all of which I've obviously missed out on. Uh, this is Without Destination from the aforementioned Generation Tranquilized. We're stuck in darker days, frozen from the inside. Hanging on to a one hour piece of rope. We're stuck in darker days, anxiety Yeah. 
With Christmas looming large, yes, I mentioned the C word, the obligatory present list is passed around. Something I'm sure I'm not going to get, because I haven't put it on the aforementioned list, is the Radio Birdman box set. Seven CDs, which include the Trafalgar and Sar versions of Radios Appear, each with a bonus CD of unreleased and or alternative recordings. Living Eyes, also with a bonus CD of unreleased and or alternative recordings. Live at Pannington Town Hall, December 1977, and a DVD of live and promo videos. $90 Australian, which is around the very reasonable 50 quid mark, not including shipping, but still. Oh, and the packaging looks fantastic. The only thing that's stopping me purchasing it is, uh, do I really need it? I have the Under the Ashes double CD, the Essential Radio Birdman 1974 to 78, the remastered Radio Appears and Living Eyes with accompanying CD EPs that came out in 2002. Oh, but the packaging.
as we are down under, it would be rude not to mention Australia's most commercial, successful independent band, The Hard Ons, who just so happens to release a brand new album in the shape and form of Peel Me Like An Egg. To be honest, I'm not a big fan of the more shouty hardcore punk like uh, we just ripped off Paul McCartney, preferring the more pop punk tunes like Darth Vader Pretense. Uh, have I told you Darth Vader's son was in my class at secondary school? No, not Luke Skywalker, but Dave Prowse, the actor who played Darth Vader's eldest son. Uh, one summer, Dave was uh, opening our school fate. Uh, my old man was the parent governor at the time and was involved in the raffle draw. Dave pulled out the winning ticket for a two-foot-tall R2-D2 cake. My dad had the winning ticket. Yes, I screamed. Cake was coming home. Get in. Only for Dave Prowse to then say, surely you're not going to accept the prize being the governor, to which my dad had no choice but to agree. To rub suit into my wounds, the winner had already left, meaning the cake was sat on our dining room table until it could be dropped round. Two days it was there. Bastard Green Cross Code Man. Hush, let that penny drop. And what's to stop all that right from seeping through? Each idea Cause starting again wouldn't be so bad if I had my cane
Okay, one more Australian act. Uh, I got a message via Facebook from Bobby Luke Helicopter, who I met in Stockholm at the Helicopter's farewell gigs. Anyway, she told me to check out Uptown Aces album, 1850. Uh, I'm not sure if the name is a reference to that particular year, uh, which we all know was the start of transportation of British convicts to Western Australia. Uh, but as the band comes from Melbourne, uh, it probably is. Maybe the band finished the album at 10 to 7. Who knows? Probably the band. Uh, as soon as I heard the opening bass to Vultures and the first single, I knew I was going to like this album. I mean, really like this album. Thanks, Bobby Lou. This is Clarity. <laughs> follow me on my personal Facebook page you'll already know that I have been offered a weekly two-hour slot on a brand new DAB radio station broadcasting at South London uh, I turned it down no pun intended um, putting this and the wall rock radio show together even though they last about an hour uh, does believe it or not take planning which involves a fair amount of my time this new radio station understandably wanted the two hours to be dedicated to them uh, this would mean giving a month's notice to the wall rock radio and the format of this show would basically be you know, my new program no mention of the paranoid school rock show when i put my name forward uh, i knew it was on a voluntary basis however on reflection i, mean, I don't get paid working for myself or for the wall uh, actually well, a small monthly loss so why shouldn't I get paid from a real bona fide radio station if I was still in a band uh, I'd expect to be paid for a gig 
Not for one moment uh, do I think this new station is doing anything underhand or shady. I think they're just relying on goodwill as they get themselves together. But, you know, I just can't let this show or the wall go for nothing. Now, if Team Rock Radio were offered me a paid show... Obviously, it was Hanoi Rocks with their version of Creedence Clearwater Revivals up around the bend. Good to read that Rich Jones, Steve Conte and Carl Rockfist are in New York City busy writing for the next Michael Munro album. Uh, I guess that'll see the light of day this time next year or early 2016. Let's hope this lineup bucks the trend and survives more than one album. Prisoners of Millbank, who describe themselves as twisted disco for strange men, 
released a single on my dad's birthday. Uh, that was the 31st of May. Non-family members, why has it taken you so long to getting round to playing it? I hear you cry. Easy. Uh, even though I, you know, left-handed bassist Dan Stannard and my good self are friends on Facebook, and I yeah, knew he was in the aforementioned prison of Millbank, uh, I just didn't dig beneath the surface. It took a major prompt from Dan, i.e. play my band, for me to take notice. The single is called SW11 and you'd expect that to be the postcode of Millbank. It's Battersea. Go figure. Bring me some gin and a tie, lady boy. I'll take 
Last week I played a Donny V demo that didn't make it onto his new solo record, primarily because uh, I didn't have it. Well, I'm pleased to report that I do now. Didn't realise it was a double. The White Album title should have given it away, really. Uh, enough's enough, I have always flirted with Beatles melodies and Donny certainly continues this tendency on the album. It sports two's covers. Uh, I was half expecting something from the Beatles White Album, but instead we get a live version of Chicago's 25 or 6 to 4, with the other most certainly having a Beatles connection in Lennon's Imagine. As uh, Imagine got closer and closer to being played, I started to worry. I mean, it's a classic song that even with the best intentions should never really be covered. Saying that though, uh, Neil Young's 2001 and even Avril Lavigne's 2007 versions should be mentioned in dispatches. Donny's though seems a straightforward note for note cover. I would have much preferred for him to have tackled mind games as Freaky Deaky certainly has that Jesse Ed Davis elephant's memory vibe going on.
so far from one another They'd fall out of the sky without each other So I come here and we come together we Keep on coming forever and ever My lonely one, my only one My soul and heart bestowing one I find total peace with lowering one And strolling up and down the shores Hand in hand against the waves Do not fight with the body craves Cross desert sands and feet of snow your love and not let go So I swear to you all my life For what it's worth My precious wife Still here on earth I'll be right by your side I'll never let you go And I'm yours forever It's insane how much I love you in the mid to late 80s I practically worshipped the ground that Broken Bones performed on Yes, I know I said earlier that I'm not a fan of shouty, hardcore punk, but the Never Say Die, Trader in Death, Fuck Off and Die era of Tez, Bones, Nobby and Baz, Broken Bones, were the Cats Conkers. Live, they blended perfectly the best of Discharge and their own material. 1988 saw Nobby leaving, with Tez taking over vocals as well as bass duties, but by 1989 he had also gone, with the band opting a more thrash style. Uh, they split up at the beginning of the 90s only to reform nine years later in 2001 with the thrash firmly knocked on the head and hardcore firmly reinstated. Broken Bones in August released a new EP called Dead and Gone. But before I play Vigilante, which obviously is taken from it, here's The More I See, which just so happens to be my favourite Discharge song, performed by the 1988 lineup of Baz, Tez, Bones and ex guitarist Carl Morris had also left by this point, but I stand corrected.
Gig Wise saw me yesterday, yesterday being the 5th of December future and non wall rock radio listeners. Uh, although the wall does repeat this on Tuesday, so that was uh, four days ago. Uh, I took a trip up to the Shackwell Arms in East London to bear witness to the megastar, the legend, that is Johnny Mopin. I also, after 20 odd years of being its guardian, delivered to Dave Burke the two inch instrumental master tape of Honey Bun, I Believed Her Lies and Hiawatha, featuring Dave Slimy and the sadly deceased Fred Burke. It was funny to see a bemused Johnny sitting at a pub table, reading the paper, minding his own business like a local, with queues of punks waiting their turn to have their photo taken with him. Once on stage, wearing oversized leather trousers and his trademark leather cut-off, he really does become a star. The transformation is akin to Clark Kent to Superman. Uh, and I'm sure at some point Johnny has probably worn his underpants over his trousers. No photos, please. The moped band are tight as, with the handful of new songs fitting in perfectly with your actual Johnny moped classics from Psychedelic and The Search for Xerxes. Who? joined the band for the encore. The Shack and Will Arms was packed, as in sardine packed. I can't wait for album number three, but please, no keyboards this time. The only use for a, uh, Johnny has for a keyboard is somewhere to place his can of Colt 45 during the songs. This is your actual classic, basically. It's Kirsty McCall and Billy Bragg with Darling Let's Have Another Baby. Not the B-side to Walking Down Madison, but the Radio 1 session. And to touch, I love you very much. Darling, if you ever leave me, I'll cry a million tears. I'll go to the nearest boozer. I need you to be near me To kiss and to touch I love you very much Darling, if you ever leave me I'll cry a million tears I'll go to the nearest loser Darling, when we have our baby I'll be quite happy to wash and change its nappy Darling, oh, 
Yes, tickets for One Direction were secured, not by me, I hasten to add, but by one of Becker's mates' mums, who had O2 priority. So they got 48 hours before they went on general release. Becker texted me, all in misspelled capital, so she sounded South African. We get tickets, 75 bastard quid's worth. Could have been worse. Could have been the 1600 to make my teeth good. Oh well. Right, we are moving rapidly towards the end of this week's show, and if you are listening on the Wall Rock Radio, up next is new to the station, Robbie Johns and the Rock Lobster Show. I can't imagine what the intro music is going to be. Uh, I would take a guess that his show, like mine, is probably pre-recorded. He is uh, probably just about to tune in to make sure everything has run smoothly, or if it's like me, like the sound of his own voice. Wouldn't it be funny if the first thing he heard was the B-52s and Rock Lobster? Not as his intro, but my outro. Laugh, I almost broke my teeth. Until next week, take it easy. <laughs>